Hello and welcome to the E-Team Podcast. These are conversations with ministry and marketplace leaders from across the country that provide insight and encouragement. For more information about this podcast and any and all resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us online at eTeam-inc.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another session of eTalks. This is our eTeam podcast platform where we get to have conversations with ministry and marketplace leaders and nonprofit leaders across the country. And today we are joined by one of those high-level leaders, Mr. Jones Laughlin. He is an author, a life coach, and a keynote speaker. And uh, so, Jones, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for making me part of, uh, of an e-talk. I uh, love the work that you and the e-team are doing to provide uh, such needed uh, services and uh, guidance to churches. And so thank you for what you folks do. Um, my, my first bucket is keynote uh, speaker and, and trainer. I, I've been doing that since 1994, back when I had lots of hair on my head, unlike now. And uh, that's where I started out. Uh, before that, I was a teacher. Uh, around 2000, I began to get the itch to, to get my message out to more folks and started looking at writing books. And so I've authored a couple books um, in those years since. And then the third bucket for me is something I just been really been an exciting part of my career journey is is professional coaching. I uh, made the decision uh, about four years ago to really focus, uh, hone, sharpen, get certified in coaching. And it's just been an amazing journey to see what can happen when you really help someone grow as an individual to be able to address the problems and challenges they're facing. So coaching is a part of, of what I do as well. That's great. That's great. Well, you mentioned you're an author. And um, so one of the things that I was really wanting to talk about today, and I, I think it hits in a perfect spot of where we're at uh, in this time of just uncertainty and and how we as leaders just have have pivot right and left. Um, and it's your book, Always Growing. And I love the tag line on the cover that says, how to be a strong leader in any season. And I just think that that could speak volumes, um, like I said, during this time where um, with leaders, we have to go somewhere first, right, to lead people to it. And none of us have, have tracked down this road before. And so if you don't mind, like, share the inspiration of the sure. book um, and what it's meant for you. Sure. Um, it's really interesting. A few years ago, I was uh, was reading an article um, in a in a business magazine and and they were interviewing a guy uh, Peter Singh who's a change management guru and just brilliant guy and and as I was reading it first of all your listeners need to understand my background I'm a former horticulture teacher so mm. about plants and landscapes and all that kind of stuff yeah. and and growing things and I'm, I'm I'm reading this article and and there's this phrase that he said about leadership that I'll always remember he said when it comes to leadership especially leading change we keep bringing in mechanics when what we need are gardeners. And I went, ah, gardeners. That's my back. He's speaking my language. And then, and he just went on from there. But then I started thinking about that. Yeah. So often, what are leaders charged to do? The same thing mechanics supposed to fix problems. And unfortunately, if you just spend your day and your weeks and your months fixing problems, you don't grow, you don't develop, you don't create. Well, what does a gardener do? They grow, they develop, they create something that wasn't there before. And so when I started looking at that process, well, what does it look like if you were to lead like a gardener? 
um, it really spoke to me and that there's a model there for people uh, who want to lead more effectively. And it's not something where you've got to say, okay, today I'm going to practice being a leader. It really can become just a natural process that you use. If you're sitting and talking with anybody on your team, you can say, okay, what do I hear this person needs right now? Just like you're growing a plan. What, what do I hear that they need? What can I provide to them? You know, how can I help them grow? What are the processes I can use to support them? Just like I'm, you, know, you support plants in the landscape. So it, it just really became a fun and engaging way to teach people a different way to lead. And, and you mentioned about this season. If there's ever a season where your people on your team are all across the board uh, with their mindsets, it's meeting people where they are. It's it, that gardener ma- mindset of, okay, what does this person in front of me right now need? How can I provide it so they can continue to deliver their best work, you know, as a member of my team? Yeah, that's good. One of the things you just said that I, I was, it just caught me, as you said, uh, what did I hear that they need? So often I feel like as leaders, like we have to have all the answers. You know, we have to know how to fix it, right? Like yeah. you just yeah. said, we're yeah. fixers. Um, but what I love about that is you just said, what did I hear? Which means leaders have to listen. Um, do you, do you, do you speak into that a lot? Do you have to coach on that a lot? Oh, oh, and it coach. Oh, it is so funny. You mentioned that because it's one of the the things that I enjoy uh, teaching and coaching on the most is on listening. Cause I'll never forget when I was going for my coaching certification, uh, one of the instructors, uh, was kind of giving an overview of of our time there. And and she said, yes, and we're going to spend the afternoon on how to be a better listener. And I'm like, I don't need that. I know how to listen. But when we finished, I realized just how I was horrible at listening. You know, and there's these levels of listening that we catch ourselves at. And if we're not listening at that deeper level, uh, they call it level three. If we're not listening at deeper level, we're we're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about fixing this problem. But if we're listening at level three, you know, it's called the Jesus level in my book. You know, if you're listening at level three, you're focusing on the person not the problem. You're focusing on, um, you know, know, when I hear somebody talk, am I hearing a lack of confidence? Okay, well, what's driving that lack of confidence? And then speak to that, not to their problem, but, hey, Andy, I noticed that you seem to have a lack of confidence about addressing that. Help me understand what I could do to help you. Instead of saying, well, here's three things you can do, now go do it. Because then if you choose that model, the mechanic kind of mindset, then they got to come back to you for answers next time. But if you grow them to address the, the challenge or issue, the next time they face it, they'll be ready. Yeah. Just curious, is that actually in your book? Actually, it is. Uh, some of the general <laughs> concepts like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I kind of knew that. <laughs> I just was setting you up a little bit there. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for making me look like a rock star. <laughs> uh, well, you've written another book that I, I actually know uh, quite a bit more about than, um, than your newest, and it's calling, called Juggling Elephants. And, and I shared this with, before about leadership in one of the other podcasts is uh, I've actually been um, told this at one one time as well and I've also seen it just in my experience and stuff how most of us as leaders are leading out of empty mm. yeah. um, and that's just tough with the demands yeah. and everything and the the, the, the the things that we have that we have to get done um, and just in our culture it feels like we're we have a tendency to do that yeah 
And so the thing I love about juggling elephants is it speaks right into that. And so where did that inspiration come from? Um, and uh, share a little bit of how this book has helped you as well. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I have to say, as, as we kind of go down this road, I think of a quote by uh, Ruth Haley Barton, who wrote, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. And I just read the book a few years ago, but um, it was fascinating there because she said, exhausted leaders exhaust their people. And I thought, man, that's so true. If you're leading on empty, like you said, you can't lead your people effectively. And and so juggling elephants is all about that exhaustion we feel. What does it feel like when you're trying to get everything done and you can't? It's like juggling elephants. It's impossible. And so the solution that I offer is that in the book and in my training is that you need to look at your life like it's a three-ring circus. Um, and it very simply, you've got a work ring, a self ring, and a relationship ring. And you got to take care of all three. And, and Andy, I can't tell you the times that I've been called in to coach a, a leader in an organization in the marketplace or even in a church who, you know, thought that they needed help on the, the work side. You know, they, they need help being a better listener, like we talked about earlier, or they need, right. you know, help with time management. And when I kind of begin to look and ask the right questions, you realize that's not the ring they're challenged with. One of the rings that, you know, it's the self ring. They're not taking any time for themselves. They're pouring into everybody else, but not allowing people to pour into them. Or they've got some relationships that they've been neglecting or they need to work through some challenges with. And all of the mental and emotional energy they're having to spend in their self ring and their, their um, relationship ring, it leaves them nothing for the work ring. Is there any reason they can't be focused in strategic thinking because all of their energy is, is somewhere else? Yeah. Just curious uh, where you find yourself today. Um, where did that inspiration come yeah. from? Did you actually have a coach that you sought out or what, where did the, the whole call sure. to what you're doing today come from? Um, as far as from a, just from a general speaking training and, and, yeah, those and just like yeah. leadership. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, it's kind of funny. Lisa and I, my wife Lisa and I, were both teachers, and we were kind of looking at what our 30 years was going to look like if we spent 30 years in teaching, and we both, um, you know, very much believe the impact that teaching has. We both are type A personalities and really go get it, and so we began to look at it and said, you know, is this what we want our life to look like, you know, where we're really busy in our schools and different things, and we said, well, no, we, we'd kind of like to make our family, if it's possible, a higher priority, have a little more flexibility in our lives. And so, you know, I, I had felt um, the call to be engaged more with making presentations and working with individuals, especially youth at that time. And uh, I said to Lisa one day, I said, you know, Lisa, I just I just feel like I'd, I'd like to try this. I feel like, you know, we teach students, go out on a leap of faith, try new things. Mm -hmm. And I says, I kind of feel like if we don't do that, we're not being true to ourselves and, and who God calls us to be. And she goes, okay. And of course, I married up. I married a wonderful lady. She said, I'll give you three years to, or excuse me, I'll give you five years to figure it out. If you don't figure it out in that amount of time, you're going to go find a real job. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she says, I'm going to come home because we're, we're going to have kids by then. I want to be home to kids. And, and so after three years, God had just blessed us in so many ways that she was able to come home. Um, and so it continued the journey at that point. So really, you ask what was the inspiration, it kind of grew out of what do I want my life to look like? And, and then it's been affirmed uh, time and time again. Um, Andy, I got to tell you, one of my happiest moments in my career uh, was I was at a uh, speaking at a, a Hilton Hotels conference and, and a guy came up to me and he had juggling elephants in his hand and he looked at me and he says, your book saved my marriage. 
And I'm like, yes, you know, that's what this is about. You know, what information or insights or strategies can I share with someone so that they can, you know, be who God calls them to be and not be, you know, weighed down by a lot of these other things. Yeah. Uh, so that that was a neat moment. And I've had others, and I give God all the credit for that because um, as my uh, uh, one of my Sunday school teachers says, Jones, you ain't that good. It's got to be God. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, hey, in these in this crazy uncertain times, um, what's been some of your biggest challenges? Um, yeah, maybe personally. Yeah, maybe yeah. some from um, just some of your clients who are reaching out, who are sure. leading organizations, because you you work with marketplace um, leaders. You also work with church leaders. You work with nonprofit leaders. You, you work pretty much across the board, right? right? Right, exactly. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, share a little bit of what maybe some of your personal challenges sure. are, some of those organizational challenges mm-hmm. that you're hearing, mm-hmm. and what are you doing and what are you, what are they doing that you found um, by working and strategizing with them um, to breathe encouragement, to bring joy, to breathe in life, yeah. to fill their tank so we're not leading out empty, right? So. <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll start personally. Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah. one of the things, and it was, it was, it was surprising to me, one of the things that I realized fairly early on in this pandemic was that I had lost a sense of anticipation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I found that was true for other people as well. Uh, I've, I've worked from home for over 25 years. Uh, but even though that was the case, because of, of the pandemic, I found myself not um, thinking as much about, oh, I get to do this today. Uh, you know, because I, I was traveling a lot at the time, you know, before it hit. Okay, that's right. Next week, I'm going to be in you know, Texas, or I'm be, oh, wow, I can't wait to say, oh, I'm going to be going to talk to this group. I'm going to be, when all of that changed, um, I realized I wasn't, you know, having things to look forward to. And, I, and first of all, I was ashamed because I was like, wow, God, you've given me all this in my life and um, you've got all kinds of things to anticipate. Well, then I realized, you know, you need to build something into every day that you're anticipating doing, that you look forward to doing. So it gets you through the paperwork, it gets you through the Zoom calls, it gets you through all that other stuff. And so I began to really get excited about, you know, going fishing with my daughter, um, sitting on the couch and watching a movie with my wife. Now I'm going to fall asleep five minutes into the movie, but you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, but I just realized that it, and it, that I needed to build in something to anticipate. And as I shared that with a lot of people who started working from home, they're like, yeah, so, you know, Jones, whenever I was working in a physical workspace, I would, you know, be looking forward to going to work, you know, and, and uh, colleagues and the work I got to do. And says, then when I'm at work, I'm looking forward to coming home, being with my family. It says, but now it's all together. And I really don't have that, that opportunity to have anticipation in my day. And right. so, so individually, that was one of the things for me. Organizationally, where do you want to start? You know, just staying connected to your people. Um, in the marketplace, we have still have so many leaders and managers who believe in managing by hours and not outcomes. Um, and, and so really helping those leaders and managers understand you got to get your people clarity on what you want them to get done. Now, if they get it done in four hours, but it's the outcomes you want, so what? You know, if it takes them 10 and they're willing to do that, you need to be mindful of that so they don't get burned out. But, you know, manage by outcomes and not by hours. And people would come to me who, who would say, my manager just says, do your work at home. And, and they're like, Jones, that's not helpful. And so coaching them on conversations to have with their boss to say, what did you expect me to get done? 
Um, you know, that's been really important. And then there's the whole thing of helping people understand how to schedule their day differently. Uh, because now you've got kids at home, maybe they're not at home, you're caring for an elderly relative or those, you know, and understanding, that you, you know, getting on at eight and getting off at five, that wasn't the norm for a lot of people already, but it's really not the norm now. It's what's the work to be done and how do you build it into your day? And then, of course, you lay the ring, three rings over, okay, how do you take care of yourself, how do you take care of your relationships, and how do you get the work done in a day time, in, in a day's time? Um I think the third part of that is what am I seeing organizations kind of doing uh, and different things. I think one of them is allowing their people to have a lot more flexibility, um, letting them, you know, figure it out. They're giving the resources, giving the space, giving the support, but encouraging them, you know, let's try this. Let's make some new mistakes. Uh, you know, we're in an unprecedented time that calls for unprecedented ideas and innovation. We're going to make some mistakes and yeah. giving people the grace to make those mistakes is, is really important. And the organizations that are allowing their people to do that, um, they're, they're, I think they're thriving or they're, they're getting closer to thriving. Yeah. Um, and then the, going back to the very thing I mentioned when you asked about leadership, what do your people need right now? You know, asking that question and really listening to the answer and then how can you provide that, I think is really key for successful organizations. Yeah. We're an extreme season for listening right like <laughs> exactly. it never goes away but yes. it just, it's magnified <laughs> it seems like this whole thing has kind of magnified some things yeah well hey as we wrap up today uh, we just want to thank you number one for taking time to share some insight and some encouragement today um but who, if our listeners would like to pick up um the book always growing sure. and then of course juggling elephants mm-hmm. um do you have any more it- i do have i have a book okay. called getting to it uh mm-hmm. which is about how do you get your most important things mm-hmm. um and then i also have a always growing 1.0 called getting the blue ribbon uh mm-hmm. that is it. but any of those books are available on amazon okay. uh or you know barnes and noble for the uh, you know whoever goes to a brick and mortar store uh, anymore, <laughs> right. but uh, of course, amazon.com. Um, there's also Kindle versions, audio, audible smash words, you know, all the, all the usual places where you would find a book. Okay. Uh, my books are available. Um, if somebody wants to reach out to me as a result of us being together uh, today, Andy, then my website is joneslaughlin.com. That's J O N E S L O F L I N.com. They can Google that if they want. I'm sure my name will come up uh, better. <laughs> it comes yeah. up first, yeah. uh, but you know, if they have questions or comments about anything that, that I've mentioned, today would be more than happy to uh, see how I could serve them with some resources or information. Great. And you are back traveling now, like you're speaking, uh, traveling and speaking and coaching one-on-one, right? Or are you also doing, I know you're doing virtual as well. One of, one of the things you've pivoted to, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A, a big pivot for me was to do a lot more of the virtual. And so I am yeah. uh, traveling some, usually once a month, maybe twice a month uh, to clients who have small enough groups to do an on-site event. Uh, the coaching typically is either audio, Zoom, or I do some uh, face-to-face coaching with folks who might be in the local area. Okay. Um, the virtual sessions, of course, can take lots of forms. I, I have a I have a five-hour virtual session next week, and sometimes I have a 30-minute virtual session with clients. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And again, if you're listening and you, you would like to reach out to Jones, and he's a fantastic coach, mentor, uh, leader, and I know that you're just you and your team will be very encouraged by him. I just want to encourage you uh, to reach out, and that's uh, JonesLaughlin.com. Is that correct? That Jones is correct. JonesLaughlin.com. So Jones, thanks again uh, for taking time uh, to just share with us today, and 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 at the very last closing. Just give us a really quick, and this is kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> A really quick, last, encouraging 
sentence or paragraph that you would send out to those listening? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I will use a quote that has been the mantra of my business. Uh, it is by Zig Ziglar, a icon of motivational speaking, who said, um, go as far as you can see by faith. And when you get there, you can see farther. Uh, you know, it goes back to when God said to Abraham, go to the land, I will show you, you know, take this first step, go as far as you can see by faith. And then we know that God will give us more directions at that point. We, this is a season where we can't figure everything out. We just got to take the right next step. Thanks again for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For any and all resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us online at e hyphen inc.com